Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between, welcome to another episode of the Chaps Chat Cats. We are a part of the Hoops Crew Media Network. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by two other chaps who also like to chat cats, Johnny and Sambo. How are you, chaps? Oh, pretty good. Superb. Fantastic. Oh, superb, he says. The sports high energy off the bat. He's back. Feels like it's been a while since we've Mm. had some football. About a week, to be honest, to be frank. (laughs) No, that that wasn't, there wasn't football, John. It was just a simulation of football. That's and racing's back on this weekend. Was it? The F1's are oh. back, so it's an exciting time. What an unpredictable sport. Like, who could possibly predict who's going to win the F1's this year, John? You must be on the edge of your seat. On the edge. Absolutely. Yeah. It may not be Max Verstappen. But that's it might be his problem. teammate. <laughs> no, it won't be him. Uh, All right. We've got lots of stuff to talk about. There's no time, no time um, to talk about footy. Uh, so no, there's plenty of time to talk about footy. No time to talk about it. Um, there is, there is a very, there is though, um, chaps, a breaking news story I want to get to very quickly. We'll just hit it a couple of minutes. Uh, the Willy Wonka experience. Uh, uh, <laughs> the Willy Wonka experience. Disaster. I don't know if you chaps have <laughs> had a chance to look at any of this, but it's exactly my kind of cringe. It's it's up there with one of my favorite things that's happened in January and February. Uh, for those who don't know. Yeah, I, I know nothing about I know nothing about it. I didn't check out okay. the stuff uh, you sent me. I just know what our good mate Jacko from the markers up if he's Still part of the Marcus Up podcast told us this morning after our run. It's it's incredible. So basically, the the gist is um, there was advertisement promotion. We're only going to spend a few minutes on this, but I have to hit it because, as I said, I, it's just exactly my type uh, <laughs> of cringe. It's lovely. Um, so basically, the, the, promoted as a magical Willy Wonka experience. I believe it was in Glasgow. And um, they were charging people $40. I don't know if it's $40 a family or $40 a ticket. Um, but there was a lot of AI-generated like art as part of the, the, the promotional campaign. And then people rocked up, got there. It's in a mostly empty warehouse in Glasgow. Um, there's like a few little like tents and things set up inside the thing. <laughs> Uh, the show consisted of 15 pages of AI-generated gibberish, including a new villainous chocolate maker called The Unknown, who is this terrifying long black hair, long black robe, silver face, <laughs> who lives in the walls of the chocolate factory. Um, and the betrayal was just him emerging from behind a mirror to terrify children. Uh, the best part of it is that kids were handed a single jelly butter of a cup <laughs> of Tesco uh, unbranded lemonade and that was <laughs> all part of it. Apparently uh, they ended up calling police on this, these people uh, 
it's exactly the sort of thing that I want to read on Thursday, the 29th of Feb, chaps. Just, you know, why did they call police on them? Is there a big missing part of this story, or were they just <laughs> called them because they're like the Oompa well, Loompas was did look Oompa like they were working a mesh lab? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was quite suspect. Got to yeah, diversify. Chocolate only gets you so far. As I said to Jack, they've done it completely wrong. What they should have done is they should have done the same thing, you know, keep it in a very empty warehouse, same BS and all that, but just don't um, advertise it to the, you know, the common man. Advertise it to the uptight, arty farty people and say it's a... um, It's an installation. Installation of the world of AI or whatever and make it like really expensive. And then people go in there and go, oh, I know what this all means. It's arty. It's our type of art that speaks to us that only the rich and powerful will understand. They could have made a fortune and people would have gone home thinking they've learned something. But they went the wrong way. It's just like having a... It's just, just like having a Melbourne Demons membership, you know? artsy what does it all mean i don't know we'll spend a whole winter working it out and after it we can just go hit the snow all right let's get into it chat (laughs) (laughs) the culture um let's crack into (laughs) let's get into that but if you haven't seen it go google it because it's it's an absolute pisser we've got a match chaps and it's not just a a sim. This is not a simulation. I know reality is a simulation, but this is not a simulation. This is a, a pre-season match. This is a preview, a proper match preview. It's a proper match. This is a proper match preview. Cats v the Bombers. We were going to have a guest on tonight. We've had to reschedule. Uh, he had uh, an alpha male convention to attend. <clears throat> you chaps know how this is. As yep. um stoic alpha males yourself sometimes the conventions come up and you just have to go (coughs) as i uh die on on screen um so yeah couldn't organize it for tonight but uh we're going to get this guest on during the season when the cats play the bombers for real so we'll 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 save we'll save him we'll say we'll keep that one up the sleeve yeah so chaps Cats vs and preseason preview. Let's crank it off straight away with some team selection uh, because that has been released. I'll run through these for you, and and that's the immediate thing. I want I want your reaction to team selection. We've got the backs: Mark O'Connor, Sam DeConing, Jake Collajasny. The halfbacks: Jack Henry, Tom Stewart, and Jed Buse. Does anything stick out there? Or would you like me to just continue through the whole team? Just continue. Just wrap that yeah, sword. Oh, pretty standard. Center line is Mark Blixarves, Max Holmes, and Mitch Duncan. You've got your half forwards as Tyson Stengel, Brad Close, Jeremy Cameron, the forwards, Tom Hawkins, Lionel Messi, and Shannon Neal. The followers, Reese Stanley, Patrick Dangerfield, and Tom Atkins. And the interchange is an extended interchange bench by the look of things. Zach Guthrie, Tanner Bruin, Jai Clark, Oshin Mullen, Zach Tui, Oliver Dempsey, Sean Manor, and Jack Bowes. And the emergencies will be chosen from Toby Conway, Mitch Nevitt, Connor O'Sullivan, and Brandon Parfit. Chaps, thoughts on the selection? Obviously, Ollie Henry, an absentee. Um, 
did you say an ankle, a rolled ankle, John? So what I don't I know if that's short-term, medium-term, or long-term. But saw on the socials, um, it was a rolled mm-hmm. ankle. So I think it's just, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that's what it was, but they're just being precautionary. Yeah, the article, about I was going to say, yeah, the article said mostly a precaution for a rolled ankle. Uh, and Reese Stanley, this is this this article I'm reading is from uh, krock.com.au forward slash national forward slash Geelong dash cats forward slash at selection community series. Uh, proper attribution there. Uh, well done. By Tom King. Uh, thank you. Um, so, yeah, a few, a few guys left out. Uh, Mitch Nevitt, Conor O'Sullivan, Brandon Parfitt all look set to play in the VFL clash. Uh, Sean Manor, the only uncapped player selected. What are your general thoughts on the lineup? Ollie Dempsey absence, the lone ruck situation. Where where do you want to go first? I'll throw it. To, uh, I'll throw it to Sambo first, then you, Johnny. I mean, the biggest thing, obviously, is that Gary Rowan's still not back. So that's that's all I've really. Got. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um. And when when I where I was looking, it didn't really have any kind of indica- indicated. Presumably, that that's just the same thing that was happening last week, and it's continued through. But mm. he didn't have any sort of uh, information next next to him where it's, it just said he was no, a notable absence. Um, mm. But apart from that, I mean, yeah, sucks not to have Ollie Henry in there. But um, you know, hopefully, it'll give give some of the other guys a chance to sort of. Uh, play that that third fiddle sort of role, get a bit of um, get a bit of impact. So yeah, look, I don't think there's anything that greatly disturbs me about this selection. Mm. Ah, no, I'm pretty pretty much the same. I think it's it's looking like it could be a pretty stock standard team for the coming year. Uh, it's it's a pretty good one, mm. I reckon. I like the like um, Shannon Neal in the forward line. I reckon it's a really good opportunity for him to, again, stake a claim on that position. And I'm really interested in watching Tanner Bruin and who else is the followers? Um, yeah, mainly Tanner Bruin and see how Jai Clark go now that Guthrie is an out for the next eight to ten weeks. So I think them two will be ones to heavily watch for that this community series game. See how... And see how the cats do compensate for the loss of um, Guthrie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it, it's in, like you said, it's an opportunity there for Shannon Neal because we were just having this conversation. Um, and I think we talked about it a bit on the pod, but it also came up on Twitter and that, you know, people were saying, oh, Shannon Neal looked really good. You know, I can see him slotting into the lineup. And my sort of thought this year was, well, unless Hawkins, Cameron, or Ollie Henry find themselves sidelined, it's going to be real hard for Shannon Neal to force his way in. But here you go, plus, preseason, you know, plus with Gary Rowan, an opportunity to still come back into this side. Yeah. This is well, I mean, that's why. What do you think? Too, do you think this is an indication to a degree about like this is a strong lineup? Like, really, I don't know about you, chaps, but this wouldn't surprise me if it was like the round one lineup if you added 
Gary Rowan back into the lineup. Like if Gary Rowan was in, um, this would be very close to what we, what I can imagine the Cats going with. Like that, it feels fairly full strength to me in that sense. Yeah, like there's not a lot of experimentation the, with it. No, no, that, that's what I was going to say. Apart from the obvious injuries, there doesn't seem to be any kind of wacky. Let's throw this person in and like you know, because I I was even wondering with some of the absentees from the from the match sim, there were some notable players that didn't really get a run. I kind of theorized that they might even carry the the match sim attitude all the way into the this game and and really keep shaking things up. But it looks like they're pretty mm. much going going uh, at full strength and with the the obvious uh, and presumably most effective choices. Mm. Be really. I'll be sort of interested to see, um, like Max Holmes listed as part of that center line. Obviously, what they're listed as here on Thursday night has nothing to do with how they line up Friday afternoon slash evening. But the fact that he's not listed to play halfback, I don't know if he was in the in the previous um, in the match scene whether he was actually listed to play there or he just played there. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they go back to that more tried and tested thing. I'm glad Ollie Dempsey's in the side. Glad Sean Manners in the side. I really like. I, I know you know. I went back and forth with some people on it um, on Twitter and stuff. But all of the players who I suppose were left out to play the VFL clash made sense to me. Um, for for whatever reason, I, I I've watched a fair bit of Toby Conway. Um, I've watched a fair bit of Mitch Nevitt in the in the VFL and that sort of thing, and you know they didn't light it up. And if this is more of a dress rehearsal for round one, I didn't personally think that either of those guys had done anything in the match sim that made me go, "Oh yeah, you got to include them in round one." Um, so it all sort of makes sense to me. It's not saying that they can't get back, but I I certainly thought, as I said, if this is a dress rehearsal for round one, this lineup makes a lot of sense to me. Um, Let's start previewing this. Let's move away from sort of team selection uh, into the preview. Uh, obviously, yeah, uh, I think I'll start with you here, John Doe. What would you like? So, what are you hoping to see this week that either you saw last week and you want to see a continuation of, or maybe you didn't get to see it last week? that you're looking for on a Friday at five o'clock? Well, similar to what we saw last week, just that bit higher intensity. I like the the mm. ball movement that the Cats hit. I'd just like to see a bit more of that, you know, running from the back line and being brave with the ball going through the center line again. I really liked it when they played that dangerous, high-risk football, but when it came off, it looked mm. fantastic. It worked really well. So I'd just like to see that a bit more. I want to see Tanner Bruin also continue his good work from last week where he was very heavily chasing the ball, chasing it and trying to get involved in some way and smart movement as well. Same as Jack Bowes. I'd like to see him continue on for where he left, left off in that second half, but start off earlier, get into the game a bit early, a bit more involved straight away instead of sort of not knowing where he was sort of in a way mm-hmm. and clean up that disposal as well i think he's still kicking isn't spot on yet so hopefully he can 
clean up this week. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, I, I, yeah, I just want to see another step up of what they did last week. Not full intensity just yet, I don't think both teams will, or you never know. Both teams might go out there and mm-hmm. go, we want a real hard hit up. I'll be fine with that, as long as, as, long as no injuries occur. Um, and also, I'd like to see Shannon Neal kick a couple of goals again, a couple, maybe three goals, and really, mm-hmm. as I said earlier, stamp his spot in this side, in this forward line. He doesn't have Ollie Henry there, so it's another... So this is a really good opportunity to really put his hand up, show what he's made of. And, yeah, as we said earlier, this is a massive game, I feel, for Shannon Neal, like to really try and get a spot in that side or put that best foot forward. And I feel like that's a really good opportunity for Jai Clark as well. See what his mm. best foot is from, from the beginning. He sort of didn't start off that well last week. If he can start off the way he sort of ended, I think he'll he could nearly mm. be selected round one. So yeah, a few things I'd like to see, but mainly from the young guys. I don't think we need to see a whole lot from the seniors because we know what the seniors are going to bring. But yeah, just that nice ball mm. movement and the young guys take this opportunity with both hands. What about you, Sambo? Like same same sort of question. I know you didn't get to watch last week so in some ways this is uh game game one for you and let's face it last week was a match simulation it wasn't a real game it was just a simulation this isn't even game one. Uh, <laughs> no <laughs> this is our no, round it's, zero um it's, yeah it's, so what like the prelude what do you yeah what are you hoping to see what are you hoping not to see injuries yeah done yes, everything john said, said. Plus, Breakout moment, yeah. but I thought I heard I, that's the last thing I heard Jake Wills said was, "What do you want to see?" And then oh. injuries. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I don't know how it came through with the, <laughs> with the internet delay, which seems pretty intense tonight. But, um, I don't want to see injuries. To be clear, no. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, I, I think John, Johnny covered every, everything. Really, I don't really have a, a lot of um I'm sorry. specifics in there. I like. Um, no, that's fine. As long as, as long as the, uh, the information's out there and gets covered, Johnny, I don't, I don't care who says it. Um, yeah, I just want the, the TV to, uh, the, the team to, um, be sort of working as a, as an overall cohesive unit without Cam Guthrie, because I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of the big, the big elephant in the room is that we've gone through a year without him and we never quite managed to look whole without him. Uh, and now we've got to we've got to try it again. So it'd be nice to at least see some improvement on last year in that front, in the way that we're we're transitioning the ball and winning the ball in the middle and able to to move it up the ground. Yeah, absolutely. I I think like this feels like if you remember last year, I believe it was we we obliterated Hawthorne down at Kidinia Park in the match sim. In the, in the match that wasn't a real match. And then we went up and got hammered by Brisbane. Um, and that was sort of, in, in hindsight, a warning of what was to come for the rest of the year because it was marred by injuries and, and you know, some forced selection stuff from memory. Um, I'm interested to see how Essendon front up because they got hammered last week. 
after quarter time, they get, so they were trailing three, three to two goals, two um, at the quarter time break. And then they only kicked three goals, eight for the rest of the game. The saints piled on 13 goals, seven and won 106 to 40. Like I know there was some fans out there with their knickers in a knot about it and others saying like, let's settle down. It's, it's, it's a, it's a match sim. You know, it's a practice game. It's a training session. But you just wonder whether or not, you know, Essendon, you know, are they going to use this as a chance to come out and play really hard? In some ways, I really, I kind of hope that they do because it gives you a real sort of, I mean, it's never going to be as hard an intensity as, as an actual game of footy. But, you know, it would be a chance to see everything at a step up again. Um. Who do you think you're going to be most dialed in on, Sambo? I, I, like, as far as the midfield, like, who are you going to be looking at most closely going, yes, you're the one to step up for Guthrie? Like, who's under your microscope, I guess? Uh, Specifically for Guthrie? Yeah, like, who's, yeah. Do you have that player? Uh, I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's Tanner Bruin. I, I still I still feel like it's as we uh I mean mostly we discussed it in the in the Patreon exclusive segment uh last week um or earlier this week sorry um I think we're gonna have to moneyball it a little bit like I don't think there's one player that's just gonna bring that entire consistent statistical weight that Guthrie brings but if we can get a player that can bring you know sixty five seventy percent of what Guthrie brings. And then a bit of overlap from a couple other players. Then I kind of think that's the scenario. But I think we, we you are looking at Tanner Bruin to be that um, that sort of uh, the, the guy that should be stepping up and filling, or maybe not should, but could be stepping up and filling the the void there. Um, but honestly, I'm I'm really keen to see um, Clark. Like the fact that he's he's listed as an interchange. I'm really interested to see. How they use him, um, I'm really interested to see how he bounces back from a like you know you guys were saying that the it was a little bit underwhelming in the in the sim. Um, I'm wondering if maybe, yeah, maybe that sort of lack of energy surrounding a sim, kind of you know maybe he's a bit of a bright bright and lights kind of player. Like maybe <laughs> maybe he's the kind mm. of guy who'll step up for the occasion. Um, so yeah, not to necessarily. Again, put it, look at him as the one that will be the next Guthrie. But I am just from a personal point of view, really keen to see how he's used and how he's able to sort of step up to a slightly bigger occasion. It's interesting you just bring up the thing about um, like Clark, like did the underwhelming energy of the match sim contribute to him sort of being a bit more ho-hum and maybe he's a particular mm. type of player who needs a particular type of environment. Do you remember we had these conversations when he came on as the sub against Richmond in that, I think it was the Richmond game. It was either Richmond or the draw against Sydney. I think it was Richmond. It was Richmond. Um, in the loss. I remember. Like, he actually came in and his energy looked like higher and more intense than anything I'd watched in the VFL that season. And I was kind of like, what the hell? Like this guy who sort of seems hard, you know, almost like not disinterested, but you know, his body language and that just seemed different to how I thought it would be when I first started watching him in the VFL. And then 
total transformation in that limited amount of time. You know, he's flying around, getting involved. So maybe you're right there. And maybe some players can be hard to predict like that. You know, they're going to turn up when it matters and they're not necessarily going to be putting their best foot forward in a match sim. So it'd be interesting to know how he trains, you know, with the AFL group, like what the coaching group are seeing as opposed to what we might get to see in the VFL or a match sim. Um, I'd be interested there. Johnny, do you have a different answer to what Sambo talked about with the midfield? Like Sam talked about Bruin and Clark. Is that are those um, those are the two names at the top of your list, or have you got others who are going to be under your yeah, sort of only, inspection? The only other one would be Shannon Neal, I think, and possibly I reckon keep a close eye on Max Holmes as well. See how he goes in this community game off the like center line yep. halfback area. But I think the big one for me would be the same as Sam, those two guys, and then Shannon Neal as well. I'd like to keep a close eye on. And then a little bit less Max Holmes. I think you just keep a slight eye on Max Holmes, see how he goes, or Holmes. Mm. But as Sam said, um, Tanner Bruin, Jai Clark, and then Shannon Neal. I think those three are ones everyone should try and keep a really close eye on to see how they go and see if they can, you know, stamp their, themselves on the game in a really positive and impactful mm. way. What are you wanting to see? Like, what what gets a tick for you for Shannon Neal? Is it like, is I it think... the way it looks? Is it a, a particular stat line? Like, what do you want? What do you want to see that gets a tick of approval from you at eight o'clock tomorrow night when the game's wrapped up? I'd just like to see some very good efforts and not afraid to crash the packs and not afraid to attack the ball either. Mm. Um, I don't think the stats are hugely important for him at the moment, being so early on in his career. It's just more that the eye test of seeing him go up in a big pack, either clunk a big mark or mm. crash a pack to bring it down for Tyson Stengel, um, Brad Close or Lionel Messi. So I think just the eye test, mm. seeing if he's ready to put his body on the risk on the line a bit to help the team. If he can't take the mark, then crash the pack and bring it down to ball level and see what he can do around his ankles as well. So, yeah, I'm not too – I won't be too disappointed if he doesn't kick, like, three or four goals. It's just how mm. does he look during the game? Is he going to be brave enough to impose himself on this game? And I think if he does, that's a big tick. Yeah, I thought you could start to see, like, that last week. Like, there were a couple yeah. of really confident contested marks, so it's like – let's let's see it again plus um um as we said it's really hard right now because i don't i don't think if everyone's healthy shannon neil forces his way in i mean unless like you know someone's form drops off a cliff but so it's like he just has to keep stacking performances on performances on performances like if he starts the season in the vfl he's got to kind of just be you know taking great marks kicking his share of the goals and and just hoping that it all sort of takes care of itself. But I don't think there's anything he can do apart from stay healthy and have someone else be unhealthy to get selected in round one. You know, that's that's not the stage of his development or uh, his career in terms of opportunity that he's at right now. But, yeah, I agree. <clears throat> Those guys you both mentioned, players I'm really keen uh, to see. 
Uh, just looking through the list, I'm hoping I get more Sean Manor. You know, I only saw yeah. little bits of him sort of thing in the last, in the in the simulation. Um, I, I was really hoping to see more of him. Um, the, the moments we did see, you know, he was clever. Um, and, and, you know, certainly seemed like he was the sort of player who would make things happen up forward. But yeah, I just would love to see more of him because it was really, it was very much a cameo sort of appearance. So I'm, I'm glad that we're getting to see him again. Um, anything else there, chaps, in terms of, yeah, what you're looking for, what you're hoping for, what you want to be talking about when we come back on Monday night and recap this? Uh, it's a nice victory, and no injuries, as Sam said, and big talks about the young fellas and some of the senior guys mm. as well, obviously. Well, good chance to see the, the new stadium, Ooh, too. Yes. Not the official round one opening, but yeah, that'll be we'll, that'll we'll be have nice. a much Sambo? better chance to see it in uh, in a few weeks. Oh, yes. Um yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, no, look, I think we I think we've we've covered everything. But, uh otherwise we're gonna run yep. the risk of just naming players at this point. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right. That's it for the preview, the public part of the preview. We're now gonna go on over behind the Patreon curtain. Uh and we're gonna do our Patreon match predictions. So we're getting in the habit of doing that as we do throughout all of the season if you want to hear that go on over to patreon describe subscribe not describe subscribe to the hoops crew um starting from as low as five dollars australian a month you get extended podcast extended video shows early access to things like some of the behind the play interview episodes that paul has been doing there's one with jed buse that released just a few days ago um so if you want to do that Go on over, subscribe on the Patreon. Currently offering a, a seven-day free trial as well. So you can go on, get a taste of it for a week, see if you like it. The other thing is, make sure you join the Hoops Crew tipping competition this year. It is, yeah, it, it, it's ready to go. Go on over to the Hoops Crew Twitter page and you'll find the tipping, uh, the tipping link there. So make sure you join up with that and join Ben on post game live on youtube tomorrow night 9 30 p.m after the uh the cats bombers game ben's going to be live it was really good last week so many of you joined in um with that post game live chat so make sure you go on over and say good day to ben uh and share your thoughts uh in the comments and such on the post game live show tomorrow night friday 9 30 p.m that's it we're out of here we're about to come and talk to just you, Patreon subscribers. Until next time, go cats! Go cats. Go cats! Go cats!